We are thrilled to welcome on and say hello to Jamie Pollard, the Iowa State Athletics Director, joining us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of HeartlandCollegeSports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. Jamie, always appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for being a part of the show. And let's just start off with the obvious. Last week at the Big 12 meetings, uh, we finalized UCF, Houston, Cincinnati coming to this conference in 2023. How exciting is it to have this all done, squared away, and actually a plan for the future moving forward? Well, I'm just really pleased and you know excited for the four new members. It's uh, as somebody that's been in the league for 17 years, I just really can appreciate where we have everybody with their oars in the water pulling and going forward, and it just feels as positive a vibe as I've felt ever in my 17 years in the Big 12. So what does that look like now, Jamie, with this kind of lingering thing with Oklahoma and Texas? How long are they going to stay? Will they be there until 2025? How do you guys schedule them over these next couple of years? Uh, what are the league's general thoughts on that and how that could play out? Well, we're moving forward as if they're going to be here because there's been no indication they're not going to be here. So the next several months will be there'll be a lot of work that needs to be done because we've got to finalize the 14 team athletic schedules for all the sports, but clearly some big decisions that need to be made in football, whether you're in two divisions or one division and how that's going to play out, what's the schedule going to be for those two years and who's going to be your no play or one play. And so the, you know, the devil's in the detail, a lot of work, but we are moving forward as if Texas and Oklahoma are in it through 25 because that's what they've indicated to us, and we'll take them on their word. You know, one thing, Jamie, the Big 12, I think, has, has led the way on the last several years is no divisions, uh, one versus two in the championship game, that one true champion mentality. The league has done a very good job promoting here. Uh, do you see a potential for the league going back to divisions, or do you feel like this thing is at the point now with other leagues copying you guys, it seems, that the one versus two model and no divisions is the way to go. I think that's where we'll end up, but it'll be the collective work of the 14. Prior to that rule changing, there wasn't going to be an option. You were going to have to be in two divisions. The bottom line is we have to do what puts our best two teams in the best position to play in the, you know, the four. Mm -hmm. And because for the, the time period that we've got to answer this question, college football playoff will not have expanded, so there's only four slots. So it would appear having just one division is the best opportunity to have your best two teams meet in the championship game. Mm -hmm. Now, as you look at this league going forward, Jamie, I mean, we've, we, we're going to see now three time zones, the only Power 5 league that will span three time zones. It will make travel tr tricky. We all understand that, but... The benefits from a TV perspective could be massive. I know that's a couple of years down the road, but I got to imagine that's part of the early conversation. So what does that look like? Well, absolutely. The television piece is a big part of it because the television piece is what funds our future and has quite frankly funded the current membership for the last several years. And so that is anybody's guess really how it will play out. What we know is, you know, you're hearing positive things about the television market for the Big Ten. The Pac-12 will go shortly thereafter, and then we'll be third in line based on when TV contracts expire. So we feel like all the metrics are, are positive, and we're very bullish on the certainly the, the 12 sustaining members. 
So we'll see where it ends up. Does it concern you to not have – I mean, I think this league's going to be in great shape just in terms of uh, the quality uh, that you have top to bottom, especially in the major sports. But how concerning is it, and what feedback have you heard from TV networks or, or other bidders who are going to be involved with this in a couple of years that there aren't maybe those staple blue bloods, and I use some air quotes when I say that, but those staple blue bloods that we've been accustomed to not just le- this league but the Power Five leagues in general having? Well, we know this. Clearly, Texas and Oklahoma had you know a big influence on this. But, but the reality is the Big 12 had carved out where the – the third best metrics league, third best performance league. The bottom line is we've got better metrics than the ACC and the Pac-12. Likewise, I would also add that the number of people that watched and attended our Big 12 championship game last year that did not feature either Texas or Oklahoma, it had two sustaining members, and then the numbers we saw in the bowl games, including the Iowa State game against Clemson in the Cheez-It Bowl. All were record numbers for eyeballs. So we've put ourselves in the best possible position, and and we feel very bullish about what that looks like. And then we've added in four new members that clearly were the four best schools that weren't in a Power Five. And so we think the combination of those two put us in a really great spot. And then we're starting to see that there's more interest around the country just with other networks that are noodling, whether it's the Big Ten package or they have interest in the college football playoff package, whether it's CBS or NBC or Amazon or Turner. You know, there are viable pathways forward that don't necessarily require us just to have to be with ESPN, and maybe that'll spur ESPN to have to uh, think bigger, too. I could not agree more, and I'm so glad you put it that way. And that's why I noted the you know air quotes when I say blue bloods because of some of the numbers that you just mentioned. It feels like that has kind of become a an ESPN uh, driven narrative, and we know that their stake is in right now and will continue to be in the SEC. Uh, there's no doubt about that. So is this? I mean, it feels to me, Jamie, competition to me is always good. I feel like this yeah. next couple of years could be awesome to have more than just ESPN and Fox looking at you guys and looking at everybody else in the sport. Is it, Are you viewing this as a benefit for the Big 12 in a big way? Absolutely. I mean, it, it is uh, the, the perfect timing of all this coming together. Live sports, live content yeah. still drives television, whether it's linear, digital, whatever. Live content and live sports are a huge part of that in our country. And so I get energized by that. I also get energized knowing that the big 12, the last four final fours have had a big 12 team in it. The last three final fours have had a big 12 team in the championship game. And the last two final fours were won by a big 12 team. And in all four years, not one of those was Texas or Oklahoma. So the, the blue bloods in basketball reside in the big 12. Mm Mm-hmm. Jamie Pollard is joining us, Iowa State Athletics Director here on the show. So, uh, Jamie, Big 12 Commissioner, we know Bob Bowlesby stepping down. New Commissioner, uh, from what we're hearing, looks like we'll be named at Media Days. Uh, With all these moving parts, new teams in, uh, different TV packages potentially available to you on the table, how important is it to you, Jamie, to have somebody who's got that traditional college athletics AD background to be the commissioner versus, say, the Pac-12 route, George Klyavkov, a guy who's got more of an entertainment background? Well, I, I come back to the fundamentals. I, I think you need to 
we need a leader, a really strong leader. If that leader has ties to college athletics, that's frosting on the cake, but they don't have to have that. But they need to be a leader. They need to be somebody when they're in the room with Greg Sankey, with Jimmy Phillips, you know, with whomever from the television side, that they're perceived as somebody that is a true leader, that's a visionary, that's strong, that can help lead us through some challenging times in our industry, but also some great opportunities, opportunities that lie ahead of us because of the television contract coming up so soon. So, again, I go back to just the fundamentals. I, I want somebody that's just a true leader. Their mm-hmm. background could come from any area. My preference would be that it's from college sports, but it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. And that that is a decision. Do you think the league, do you guys want that thing done here by football media days in about a month? My understanding from the presidents and the board is who will make that decision, mm-hmm. not the athletics directors. So my understanding is they're moving towards an end of the month so that we can have the commissioner on board by media days for football mm-hmm. in July. How about uh, let's now talk about what you guys have going on up there. Uh, specifically, I want to dive into, Jamie, the the new crazy world of name image likeness. Uh, Tyrese Hunter, of course, former player for you guys on the basketball side, has been a big part of this conversation. Uh, you've got your collective. You've got a collective up and running. But how much does this change college athletics uh, for better or for worse with this new world that we find ourselves in that is basically the Wild West? Well, personally, I go back to what our culture is. And so I'm not overly exercised by it all. I think there's a lot more smoke than there's actually fire. There's a lot of hearsay about what's going on. It has become the new way to tell somebody you're not attending their school. It's just easier to say you got paid more instead of saying, you know, I'd rather play for that coach. So whether those numbers are verifiable or not, I hope, I hope for the young men and young women involved that we're not talking about this two or three years down the road where there's kids on the wayside or the side of the road as carnage because some people made promises that they had no intention of ever keeping. I know this, the young men or young women that come to Iowa State will have their opportunities to be able to capitalize on NIL, but at the same time, they won't be promised anything that we know they have no opportunity to get. And if that isn't enough, you know, then, you know, then that isn't enough. But we've got a great culture, great coaches that want to develop young men and young women into life after sport. But those that have the opportunity to market their name, image, and likeness will provide a platform for that. But um, our intent through our collective and other measures is not to buy athletes. It's to retain the ones that, you know, came here for the right reason because they wanted to play for Iowa State, they wanted to play for our coaching staff, and they wanted to be developed. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at your uh, football program in particular, I mean, you've gone through this now multiple off seasons. You make a home run hire Matt Campbell, and every off season, who's interested, who's not? I, I mean, I don't know how many times you can go through an off season, Jamie, and and Campbell continues to turn down uh, other places, other opportunities, and that's got to make you feel good. But you know, the conversations are never going to end. Have you just come to accept that those are going to happen as long as this program is 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 running where it's at? Is that just kind of now part of the world that you've accepted you have to live in with Matt Campbell? Well, I've said this for years. I've always want employees that other people want, not employees that I don't want. <laughs> That's so true. if the employees we have are people that other people think 
they'd like to have. That's a really good problem to have. At the same time, similar to the NIL discussion, I'll go back to you know, smoke and mirrors. I have a great relationship with Matt Campbell. I know what makes Matt tick. Most of everything people hear or say about it is a lot of smoke because they aren't in the room with Coach Campbell and me. And so I feel really comfortable that he's very comfortable here, likes it. This is what he's cut out to do. And as long as he's here, we're going to fully support him to the you know best of our abilities. And to this point, hasn't given me one indication that he'd like to go somewhere else. So we feel blessed to have him, but I also think he's a perfect fit for a school like Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Last uh, thing I want to touch on here, Jamie, is is you had some comments about the NCAA recently that I believe a lot of uh, – college sports fans are going to agree with and that is you know just a call for radical change and it's specifically tied back to some issues uh that you know track and field athletes had here during the spring season but the future of the ncaa in general let's just touch on that i mean with all what we've talked about nil transfer portal all these changes the ncaa appears to have zero control over anything at this point i guess what is the value of them and what is their future five to ten years down the road well, you know, that's anybody's guess. It's going to be whether they can transform that bureaucracy. And, and the umbrella itself, other than perhaps the, you know, the initials right now, have a very negative connotation to too many people. And I don't know if you can get that back. But if you can, the umbrella is there. The umbrella is a mechanism. You could move college football to another umbrella, but you're going to take all your current problems with you. So just because you put it under a different umbrella doesn't make it any better unless you're willing to change the bureaucracy. And that's been my concern about the NCA forever. And I saw it play out big time in the last three weeks where we just have too many people that hide behind committees and other whatever shields and aren't willing just to step up and make a dang decision. And, and, that's what's got us in trouble because we hide behind that shield, we hide behind committees, and we end up not making decisions that are based in the best interest of young men and young women. And um, it was just really frustrating for me three weeks ago because they had, an, they had a golden opportunity to do right, and they just refused to do it because of the bureaucracy and and you, there wasn't one person you could pin down. I mean, in my organization, people would have been fired for what happened that week, three weeks ago. And there's nobody here to fire them mm-hmm. because no one's in charge. Yeah. And it's just it's it's sad. And I you know, it'll ne- that'll never happen in our organization at our department, because at the end of the day, you know, one person would be held accountable. And that'd be me. And at the NCA, it doesn't work that way. Um, I've always believed committees are comprised of people that are afraid to make decisions. That's why they get together with a group of other people, because they're afraid to make a decision themselves. And that's not an absolute, but in big bureaucracies like the NCA, it runs amok. And so whether the organization can re-engineer itself and streamline itself and put people in positions of authority to make true decisions that are based in great foundational values, we'll see. It is always interesting talking with Iowa State Athletics Director Jamie Pollard here on the show. We appreciate his time greatly. And, Jamie, thanks for being here. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. All right, Pete. Thanks for having me on. He's Jamie Pollard. Great to have him on. Hey, if you are new to the show or if you've been with the show a long time, you know that uh, 
We really appreciate you taking 30 to 60 seconds out to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes on this show and hitting that subscribe button and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, that's why we're able to beat ESPN, Fox, CBS when it comes to Big 12 podcasts. We rank ahead of them, and it's because of you spreading the word and taking this minute out to leave a rating and a review on this show. And that's why I'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail as a little thank you. All you have to do is leave that rating and review. Send me a screenshot of it and hit that subscribe button, of course. Send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And I'll get you hooked up with a koozie to keep that drink cold this summer. I was going to say beer. That would be my drink. But it doesn't have to be yours. It doesn't matter. The koozie will do the same for whatever you're drinking. (laughs) We appreciate you guys. Uh, Hope you have a great rest of your week. And make sure to hit that subscribe button. New shows being dropped multiple times a week. I'm Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Appreciate you. And we'll talk soon.